You've got him painted as a dude who's just like doing mushrooms, trying to get everyone naked so he can have like a sex orgy. Well, he's a forest bather in California, <laughs> up in Oakland. So yeah, I think he's a hippie. <laughs> Well, hello, everybody. I'm Arden Rose. And I'm Will Zabashev. And you're listening to Crash on My Couch. Which is our one-stop pit stop of the internet. Of all the interesting things that you would like to hear about. Ain't that right, Willie D? That is right. This week on Crash on My Couch... We give you a good reason to go to your next optometrist appointment. We talk about the benefits of walking naked in a forest. And we debunk some of your favorite brain apps. This week and more. On Crash of My Couch. Whoop. And we are live. Woo! Okay. Hello, guys. Welcome to Crash on My Couch. We've got some fun stuff to talk about today. Uh, hope everyone had a good 4th of July. That was last. This is post Fourth of July. Yeah, that was the last. Was that the last episode we did? I want to say yes. Yes, I want to say also no. You're wrong. Oh, I'm super you're wrong. You're definitely, definitely wrong. Why do I think? Oh, I'm that was so wrong. Two weeks ago. You know what? My brain is so farted out. Like I honestly was like, yay, 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 America. What gay. year do you think this is? What year are we in? Um, and I still feel like last week. The gold before. rush was last week. Oh my gosh. You know what it is? It's because uh, I had my break on 4th of July. And that was such a glorious six days. You just, you, just keep, you just keep thinking about it. I keep reliving those moments. And I keep hoping that those are going to come back to me. But in reality, I'm like, nope. I'm halfway through this shoot. It's almost done. This is my third to last week. Boom, baby. Boom, baby. <laughs> nice reference. Um, and I'm excited about that. How's the writing been going, babe? It's been going wonderful, Arden. Yeah? Just as, as wonderful as it can be. On a completely unrelated note, I heard that you finished uh, the first season of Leftovers. Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> I did finish the first season of Leftovers. And also, just wrote a lot at the same time. Obviously. Always and always. Yeah. But I know that a lot of people probably love The Leftovers, so if you do love The Leftovers and you're like Will and you want to discuss, tweet him at Will Darbyshire. You should all watch The Leftovers. Arden, like, wasn't keen. Neither was I, actually. And then I kind of got into it because I heard, like, incredible reviews. Yeah, samesies. But I was just, like, for whatever reason, it was just kind of depressing and I couldn't figure out where, like, the silver lining was. And so I need to I need to watch it because you love it. You the love silver it. lining is how mysterious it gets. Like you never know really what's what's going what's, on. Yeah, like what's what's happening. Yeah, it's really strange. It's basically I'll give you like a quick little strap line. It's basically um, about October fourteenth, which is a day in the show where two percent of the Earth's population disappears completely. Crazy. So 2% of the population just disappear, vanish. Mm. So that's like, I think it's like 180 million people or something. So one minute they're one minute they're gone. They just completely vanish into thin air. And it's about the people, uh, the leftovers, the people that are still on Earth and kind of just coping with that and not knowing like what the fuck happened. So there's never really an explanation about what happens to these people, but... As you can imagine, if something like that happened, there would be, like, a lot of crazy questions. Like, religion would start to take over. People would say that, like, 
profits. Mm. It's kind of like the end of the world. People, you, you just can't move on from it. It's like all people can think about is that X amount of people have disappeared and they haven't. And yeah. they don't know why they haven't disappeared. And there's no reason. So they're like, some of them are guilty about it because they feel like they're not good enough people. Oh. And some, like, and they try and work out logic for like, what did these people do to disappear? Were they good people? Were they bad people? Like, they try and put logic to a lot of things. And I think it's randomness, but that's kind of the point of the show. It's really interesting. Mm, so now you know. So now <laughs> like you know. We, we are not sponsored by Leftovers, but you can absolutely you go should, watch it. You should go watch it. Yeah, and then definitely go chat it up with Will, because I'm like such an... I'm, I'm the worst girlfriend right now, because the one, number one thing, the best thing about having a girlfriend or a boyfriend is just being able to talk about the shows that you're watching. And I'm like, yeah, profit. Yeah. Profit. A cult in the leftover universe. Yeah, they smoke yeah. cigarettes. Interesting. That's cool. But I don't really know what's going on. So I'm like, you know what? Just, yeah. I need to watch it. That's the problem. You do. Um, but we, uh, we have some interesting stuff to talk about today. We're going to debunk something that I grew up using and my dad always said to use, which were brain apps. We're going to talk about some forest bathing in Japan, which yes. is fun. But I think we should start with our first segment. Weekly. Idiot. Weekly. Idiot. Weekly. Idiot. It's the Weekly Idiot. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I think you read this article. Yeah, I read this article. Yeah. <laughs> I was disturbed by it. <laughs> okay. So... I first read this article and uh, found it on Reddit, uh, which was... I think the subreddit was like... This is my life Oh, no, it was Not the Onion. (gasps) Oh, I love Not the Onion. So it's it's like hearing stories which you think should be fake, but they're not. Yeah, like something that would be a National Enquirer or whatever. Or The Onion, Yeah, but it's not. So, um, basically, what happened was this woman felt like she had some pressure in her eye. Which immediately, if there's anything to do with my eye, I fucking hate it because... I know, I hate the optometrist. Because I just... um, It's so close to my brain and my face. this woman, she's 65, ended up going to um, the optometry and was like, hey, I've got some pressure in my eye. Can you, like, have a little look? (laughs) Um, Little did she know. So... I did some digging around. <laughs> Ew. And in her eye, they found 27 lost contact lenses. That's so embarrassing. So, 27 contact lenses had got lost in and around her eye and had kind of come together and formed like a mega contact lens, kind of like stuck behind her eye. So they have to do surgery to get rid of. Oh my gosh. That's so gross. How does that happen? Where do you think your contacts go? Like, what was her logic? Did she think that they dissolved? Is that what she was thinking? Was like, oh, contacts? They just go away. Maybe she probably just thought, like, they just fell out of her eye. She must have just thought, like, oh, I'll just keep misplacing them. Little old me, just keep replacing them. It's like, also, she's not, like, 75. Like, she's, like, an able adult. Like, she, it's not like she's, like, senile or she should be having issues. Like, like logic, people. Logic. You, you put in the contact. Where does it go? Yeah. 
Like, you're supposed to take it out then. I just keep thinking about, like, how juicy that would have been to, like, <gasps> have just found all this. But you know what? It didn't even it didn't even start an infection. That's what's crazy. Like I'm reading this with you, and it didn't. They said that the the person who was examining her eye said the sh- most shocking thing was that her eye wasn't infected. It was just like living back there. Nothing was like <laughs> she was complaining about cataracts. She no, was like, I love the quote. She was quite shocked. Said the specialist trainee. Oh, was she now? Yeah. How surprised am I? Ugh. Awful. I don't like getting things in my eye. No. You hate... I hate it. ...getting things in your eye. It's my least favorite thing in the world. I hate it when I have a fluff in my eye, because I touch my eyes so much. I pick around, and if I get something in there, it's like... I think my eyeball is, like, partially made of glue, because, like, it attracts... You know, I get stuff stuck in my eye all the time. Yeah. Don't I? Yeah. It's, like, abnormal how much I get stuff stuck in my eye. But you do play around with your eye a lot. Yeah, but then I try not to. So what? What's the deal? I don't see. The thing is, I don't have to touch my. I never touch mine unless I have hay fever, and then I'm like rubbing them like a crazy motherfucker. <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like, in general, this is uh, the reason why this person is a weekly idiot was because she should have gotten an eye exam earlier. Yeah, like, and you bet your ass. If I had any problems with my eye, I'm going down there the first hour. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, ooh, I've got a slight tickle already at the doctor's yeah. office. Well, yeah. not me. Me, I would try to survive. You'd put it off for four weeks. And yes, then... and then I would find out that I had 27 eye contacts yeah. behind my eye. So that Are you me. her? I'm, it might be me in future. <gasps> parallel universe, that's me. It's wow. me. Wow. I love using the parallel universe excuse for anything. Parallel universe. Oh, that's me. She's You're me. her. It's in the UK as well. Could have happened. Could have happened. It could have been me, parallel universe. Wow. Wouldn't surprise me. I don't know. But either way, I, you know what this tells me? Let's go to our eye exams, people. Like, go to your eye exams. She said that she thought her previous discomfort was just part old age and dry eyes. The thing is, <laughs> the thing with the eyes, and that which is so scary, is like, obviously, you see with your eyes. So you don't want anything, like, fucking that up. Can like, you imagine? That's why you don't want, like, an infection or anything, because you're like... I need my eyes. I need my eyes. You will lose one of your senses. You could lose all this great, yummy, beautiful visuals that so many people are not are not blessed with. So it's like you know, try to keep this precious gift. (laughs) You know. Oh gosh. That's why she's a weekly idiot. She's not taking care of herself. It's like, bro, come on. (laughs) Twenty-seven contact lenses. I'm just not. You think after like ten, they were like. What no, is she doing? No. Yeah, they said that they they first they were well because they were they were taking her for a cataract surgery. It wasn't even about the contact lenses. That wasn't why she was getting surgery. She was getting cataract surgery, and they found seventeen contact lenses clumped together when they went in to just do like the um, anesthesia, and they found ten more behind that. <gasps> so it was like two separate clumps. So upsetting. That is actually so, so upsetting. I know. But let's, like, let's move on into another segment that's a little bit more fun (laughs) and, like, a little bit more soothing. Um, And that is... What the fuck, Japan? What the fuck, Japan? And we're going to talk about the Japanese practice of forest bathing, which is scientifically proven to be good for you. I'm going to, like, tell you my idea of forest bathing because I don't know anything about it. Okay. And then you can tell me if I'm wrong or right. Okay, give me your description. So, I go to the forest. Okay. You take a bath. I get naked. 
and then I uh, why why did you laugh at that? <laughs> I'm just thinking thing. about you standing like your tall self with your like round buttocks. Just, I look like, quite standing. majestic. I'd be like a stag in a forest. Oh. Um, so I'm a majestic stag in a forest. Okay. And I like lie on the shrubbery of the tree, like something out of um, Jungle Book. Oh, so you're in a canopy, like you're in yeah. your your mid air. I've like made a hammock out of the leaves. Oh, okay. And I'm just like sitting there, just bathing in the leaves. Um, Wrong or right? I'm thinking probably right. I mean, to be honest, it's pretty close. Okay. I think you could forest bathe like that. Like, there's a more general. In fact, we should do that. Yeah. All right. Make it. Yeah. Make it forest. All right. Uh, this is on weforum.org. Okay, moving on. So, forest bathing is basically just being in the presence of trees. Become part of a national public health program in Japan in 1982 when the forestry ministry coined the phrase Shinrin Yoku and promoted topiary as therapy. So, basically, this is an actual thing in Japan. This is a certified version of therapy, which is being around wildlife. That's great. Isn't that awesome? Like, they legitimately are like, oh, you're having a bad day? Go into the forest. Go go trim some bushes. Go do some topiary. That's like a very real form of therapy in Japan. That's great. I know. Isn't that crazy? So literally just being in a forest, they say. And they have beautiful forests. Yeah, gorgeous. That's a version of, of therapy. And the interesting thing is... There are people who are, like, pros at this. How can you be a pro at it? So, the masters, this is, <laughs> this is what they're just... The this, ancient masters? This is, this is what they say you should do to be a master. Okay. Masters do nothing and gain illumination. Forest bathing works similarly. Just be with the trees. No hiking, no counting steps on a Fitbit. You can sit or meander, but the point is to relax rather it, than accomplish anything. Is it like meditation? Yeah. You're yeah. Just supposed to be meditating with trees. And they say you can walk, you can meander, but you shouldn't have a goal. Like, you shouldn't set out to, like, get to the other side of the forest. Oh, wow. So or you, just, whatever. You, just, you just walk. You're supposed to just wander through the forest. And then when you feel like, I feel pretty good. You're like, you know what? I'm feeling okay. You know, my divorce is final. It's going to be okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's going to be okay. Fuck. then you just go back home and everyone keeps saying don't effort that's like the phrase don't 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 effort like do not give effort listen you're talking to the right person yeah uh, honestly this is your form of therapy oh i don't have to do anything i get to sit with trees i don't effort brilliant brilliant oh gosh and apparently there is a new forest bathing group that started in california whoa yeah, he's a registered nurse, a wilderness expert. His name's Greg Berman, and he is a certified forest bathing guide in California. So he leads a small group on the Big Trees Trail in Oakland in October. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that would be awesome. Yeah. And he says that people should go barefoot because it helps you, like, mm. connect. Kind of made it more California, didn't he? <laughs> you know? I don't know if Japan would go barefoot. Wait, so you have to be naked? No. You don't have to be naked. I was joking about I feel that. like this California dude is like, you gotta be naked. You gotta be naked. He's like, how about we all just get naked? 
Oh, so he's, you're, you've got him painted as a dude who's just, like, doing mushrooms, trying to get everyone naked so he can have, like, a sex orgy. Well, he's a forest bather in California, <laughs> up in Oakland, so yeah, I think he's a hippie. <laughs> he's like, hey, you want to go bathe in some trees? Maybe, maybe bathe in something else? Well, you know what's interesting, though, is that it could potentially prevent cancer, being a forest bather. Do you want to hear the logic? Wait, wait. Let me. Let, wait, wait. Before you give me that look, he's giving me an incredulous look. Before you give me that look, let me try to explain. Okay, so from 2004 to 2012, Japanese officials spent about four million dollars studying the physiology and psychological effects of forest bathing, designating 48 therapy trails based on the results. So just like literally just trails in the forest of people meandering around. King Lee, a professor at Nippon Medical School in Tokyo. Uh, measured the activity of human natural killers, NK cells, in the immune system before and after exposure to the woods. These cells provide rapid responses to viral infected cells and respond to tumor formation and are associated with immune system health and cancer prevention. So these are the cells that attack any foreign body that shouldn't be there, like cancer cells. Okay. In a 2009 study, Lee's subjects found significant increases in NK cell activity in the week after a forest visit... And positive effects lasted a month following each weekend in the woods. So each weekend that you spend in the woods, you were, like, giving yourself cancer protection for, like, a month. Wow. Yeah, isn't that nuts? That's pretty crazy. And you know what it is? It's all about stress. It's all about just, like, letting yourself zen out. If you can avoid stress, you can always dance it. We should be forest bathers. We could totally do it. Yeah. totally do it. Yeah, it's not like it's something that requires, like, a skill. You stand in a forest. <laughs> like, you're like, yeah, we could do it. Like, we have to go get gear for it or something. Like, we literally just stand in a forest. <laughs> um, that's nuts. That's crazy. I know, but it's so good for you. I mean, apparently it's supposed to just help you be less stressed. And we always knew this. Like, humans... That's um, funny, though, because you always have, like, people have, like, a specific place that makes them feel less stressed. Like, I love the beach. Mm. And I feel like if I'm standing on a beach, you standing can't in feel the stressed. sea, getting some seawater on my face, life's good. I'm feeling good. I feel like I'm taking my holy grail water to say. I don't know what that implies, but okay, yeah, sure. I'm similar, but I've always been a forest gal. 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 Like Arkansas is just all woods. You know? Yeah. So I grew up around... I was basically... I was an OG forest bather. I guess I didn't really have neither of those in the UK. No, you did. If you go along Barnes River, you're forest bathing. Uh, Not quite the same. Barnes River. That's not right. (laughs) (laughs) Barnes River. (laughs) You're going to be taking taking down the tube... Oh, okay. Let's. Well, you could have made fun of me, but then you did. <laughs> <laughs> then you made fun of yourself. You done Basically, played yourself. when you like said the Barnes River, I, like in my head was like, "Are we like in what's like that iconic like American folk story?" Oh, Tom Sawyer. Tom Sawyer. Like I'm like, that? I was just like, it's odd, like Tom Sawyer, like going down the Barnes River, like waving <laughs> to people. Yeah. Like with a stick, like going against a wooden post. Yes. Yes. Like, like with a, with a rubber wheel, like moving along. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you. This is this is where you're taking it. This is where we're going. You do have that nice little patch of woods, like before that Norwegian school or whatever. Is it Norwegian school? Swedish school. It's Swedish school. Gosh, I'm getting all of the and places mixed up. Guys, 
I'm going to give you some context on this. This is not as interesting as it sounds. Arden just said there is a patch of wood by the Norwegian school. Like, where is this in the UK? Uh, no, there's not a patch of wood. What it's like, that? it's by the river. Yeah, it's really pretty. There's like a trail. Yeah, but it's not like, it's not like thick woods. We're well, not, this is it's not, not like you're getting you couldn't, lost in I don't them. think you could forest bathe in there, bro. You don't think you forest bathe? Uh-uh. You know what? I would say you need some like thickness to the yeah, forest. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Well, I feel like, um, I feel like part of it is like, I shouldn't be around other humans. You know what I mean? And like, that's not going to happen in barns. You're going to be around other humans. Okay, well, that's the thing that we've talked about for a while, so let's uh, move on to our <laughs> last and final topic, which is about brain training apps don't seem to do much of anything. And that is our next segment, which is... Go Science! Go Science! Go Science! Uh, so, I don't know if you guys remember this, but there were like... I remember this on DS, but also a lot of other apps. But brain training was a big thing, like, a couple years back. Yeah, I had it on my Nintendo DS. Same. Yeah. I had Brain Age. Was that what it was called? I had one with, like, a really old guy, like, telling me to do things. That sounds terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) My life, am I right? (laughs) Hey! No, um, it was, like, kind of an old professor. It was, like, a, like, I feel like he had a monocle. Oh, it's supposed to be kind of like an Einstein. He's like, yeah, this is what you have to do. You have to solve the theory of everything. Oh, wow. did, like, crazy puzzles and shit. You didn't have that? Doctor, yeah, it's called Doctor something, like Doctor. Duh, duh. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, but it's probably well, a UK version of Brain Age. That's what I had. But I remember having those, and I remember my dad always being like, "I'm." Sh- they seem like they're really good for you. Yeah, they seem really good for you. You should do them. They're supposed to open your capillaries and blah blah, blah 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 blah. But my dad's also the same guy who loves doing crosswords and Sudoku, so he's already like a genius, bro. I used to love them because I did like like having to. Do them quickly. Like, you'd have to do those multiply ones. Uh-huh. We have to, like, or uh-huh. the addition ones. We have uh-huh. to, like... And I'm so bad at math that it made me feel good at math. I was terrible at math. Yeah. Well, I'm set, bitch. Yes. So, but for for ages, all these brain training apps, like, Luminosity is a good example. They've been all saying that, you know, it increases brain activity or it makes you smarter. It makes you more responsive. It makes you more awake or, like, whatever. They have all these claims because I remember seeing those and thinking, oh, that's so cool. It's like an easy way to get some get some brain power going. But the validity of their claims have been called into question. And by the way, this is on popularscience.com. A new study out this week in the Journal of Neuroscience found that one popular app, Luminosity, which I used, doesn't do anything for your brain other than helping you get better at playing the game itself. <laughs> so That's interesting. Yeah. The logic behind these brain training apps is based on the idea that certain brain circuits are involved in a type of cognitive performance called delayed discounting, which is your preference for choosing immediate smaller rewards versus waiting for a bigger reward, as well as one called risk sensitivity, whether you choose reliable or risky rewards. Scientists have found that choosing immediate and risky rewards is associated with unhealthy behavior like smoking, drinking, eating poorly, and generally being more prone to addiction. Apps like Luminosity work these same brain circuits, supposedly strengthening them to help people focus more and avoid rash and unhealthy decisions. But here's the problem. There's still a lot more we don't know about neuroscience and brain circuitry. So like all the stuff that they claim about how it's supposed to help you delay your impulses, all that, none of that's really true. It just teaches you how to play the game better. That's so funny because I remember with the like the doctor thing I played like 
there was like adverts and stuff being like it's scientifically proven to be helping you and i think my even my mom was like oh we should like you should be playing that more yeah right it's well because you think you're hoping that it's something you know because they also say like this is supposed to be better for you like this is proven so you uh, you know you trust them because you think why would someone lie like yeah. how I, I don't think you could lie about neuroscience but apparently you can <laughs> so this is really interesting and this will make you feel good and me too one group received 10 weeks of training with luminosity the other the control group played video games for 10 weeks before and after the 10 week <laughs> period the researchers gave them a series of cognitive tests to see how well each group would do both of them did indeed improve by the end of the study but their improvements were, on average, exactly the same. So you would get the exact same improvements of your brain function so playing been, video games. I could have been smashing Tekken the entire time. <laughs> Tekken? When was the last time you fucking played Tekken? Dude, I played Tekken all the time when I was a kid. I'm going back in time. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I didn't realize that was like... Before you get all up in arms about it, I used to play Tekken. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Well, apparently you were doing something good for yourself. So anytime, you know, parents now say, oh, you should be playing that dumb game. It's mind, mind farts. And then now we know. It is a mind fart. It is, is a mind fart, but also so are Luminosity and any other brain training apps that are like supposedly smarter. Just yeah. playing games in general, like as a human function, makes you a little bit more aware, but it's not like it. And next time you're playing one, think. I could be smashing Tekken right now. Mm. You know what's funny? I just like thought the other day where I was like reading about something to do with like neuroscience and the brain and stuff. Mm-hmm. And coincidentally, at the same time, you know, you have one of those moments where like you smell something or like you hear something or you see something and it like triggers like a visceral memory in your head. Yes, I and, love like, those moments. You forgot that, like, you had that in your head. Uh-huh. It, like, got me thinking about just how, like, insane the brain is and how crazy it is that we haven't worked out more stuff to the brain. Like, no one... Like, the brain is this, like, kind of mysterious thing. Yeah. And when you think about it, like, how how does my brain, like, remember a song from, like, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, why do I have Niles Barkley crazy in my head? <laughs> like, why is that still there? It's very apt for this conversation. Yeah. yeah. Why, why do I know all the lyrics to that? Or, like, why do I remember that smell? Like, why is that still there? It's, your brain is, like... It's insane. Madness. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. I get that sometimes where I have... I have... I talk about this... I've, t- I've told my parents about this, but... I have this metallic taste that I'll sometimes taste in the back of my mouth... And I remember it every time it happens. When does it happen? The last time it happened to me, I was standing underneath the tree in my parents' front yard. The big tree that's in my parents' front yard. And I was looking up, and I thought that I was about to sneeze, and then I felt like this metallic burning down my throat. Why do you think it's metallic? I don't know, but I I remember it from my childhood. When I used to go swimming when I was younger, I remember having it a couple times when I went swimming. Weird. I don't know what it is, but it's like the same thing, where it's just like this weird thing that I just, I randomly have. And it's almost like a scent kicks it off, and then I get this weird feeling. Mm. And then I just remember the last time it happened. Like, it's just weird. What if I'm getting probed? You're probably getting probed. I'm getting probed by aliens. Definitely. Yeah. They're inside my mind. That's, that's like, that's super bizarre, though. It's super bizarre. Your brain is, like, this, like, crazy thing. It's so weird. And I actually don't like talking about it because it makes me feel, like, 
super self-aware. Uh-huh. I am just a brain. I have nothing else. I am just a brain. I am a brain in an imposter's body. Like, Isn't it crazy to think that you could put your brain in like anyone else's body if you hooked it all up from right and stuff? You'd be another person, but you, like, you wouldn't look the like, same. I am just like, like, if you just took my brain, put it on a table, that's me. That's, that's, that's me. me. That's me. That's me. Your brain on a table, that's me. <laughs> Fuck, I hate it. It's so funny. Oh, man. Humans should never have gotten self-aware. Like, what are we doing? We're really destroying it's ourselves. It's really disturbing. I know, I know. But I didn't mean to go this far. So brain training apps, just so you know, they are not real. Don't get too existential after this. Yep. Try not to go into just an existential move on, hole. Just move on with your day. Yep. Really I'm going to go try and sleep after this. Yep. Think, pretend this never happened. Yep. That's probably a good idea. By the way, so this, I just, just to cap off this, this popular science article, they say this, and this is something that you're probably going to appreciate. The more you play Mario Kart, the better you are going to be at it. But the fact that you can kick Mario's butt doesn't mean you're going to do a better job in school or kick your smoking habit. I don't know about that. Oh. I'm pretty good at Mario Kart. And I think I could turn the skills into the real world. Okay, you need to stop. You want to race? You don't I'll even race have you. a driver's license. You want to race? Uh-uh. Because I'll race you. No. I don't need one. I'll just throw a fucking shell at you. That makes no sense. Where are you going to get a shell in the real world? I'll hit a box. <laughs> what do you think? You're, you're going to hit a box? I'm going to hit a box. And I go... You're talking... You realize that Mario Kart's not real life, right? I'll get a shell and I'll throw it at you. And if you're lucky... It will be a green one, not a red one, because the red one will fuck you. I feel like you, um, like we should take a little break from Mario Kart for a little while, huh? Huh. I don't know. Maybe someone's just bitter because she's not as good as it. I kind of liked it better when you were too self-aware. <laughs> I kind of liked that one a little bit more. Uh, yeah. Well, I need to stop playing Mario Kart. It's probably, <laughs> it's probably ruining my life. Maybe. All right, guys. Well, I have to head on to set. That's what's happening. And Will has to go back to bed. <laughs> and that's it. Uh-huh. So we hope you guys like this episode. Mm-hmm. Next week, we're going to try and come up with some new topics, mm-hmm. some new segments for the show. Mm-hmm. We have two down already. Mm-hmm. If you have another segment idea, throw it our way. Yeah, we're excited about the two that we have because both of us are really interested in the topic. So one of them involves history. Yes. And they're like, I want that to echo history, 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 history. history. And then um, the other one mm-hmm. is film. Film, 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 film. Yeah. So we got a lot of stuff that is exciting happening. I mean, next one week. more. We have one more baby. So yeah. you give it to us. Yeah. So now that we've chosen two segments, you guys pick the third. Tweet us on Twitter at Will Derbyshire, at Arden Rose. Let us know. Let's make this happen. Mm-hmm. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Crash on My Couch would not be Crash on My Couch without the help of these wonderful people. Mm-hmm. A special thanks to executive producer Tim Street, my manager Byron Ashley, producer Emma Kikuchi, and our editor Jason Perrier, and for production assistance from Alan Ortega. Thank you guys.